If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Ian Stone with me this evening. How are you, Ian? Great, mate. I'm very, very good. This hey. made made my evening. What's just happened? Very happy. Seriously. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Seriously, delighted. <laughs> delighted. <laughs> uh, Damien Damien Harris is here, hey. the midfield general evening. in in the house. I. <laughs> 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 Do they still say that? Uh, I don't know. Has anyone ever said that? I don't know. No, I don't no know. one of your age has ever said <laughs> Not that. for 10 years, at least. <laughs> at least uh, 30 years, I'd have thought. <laughs> Before, since anyone said in Dow. <laughs> and even then it was at a wedding. I'm just thinking um, of Alexander rolling his eyes at this point. At yeah, all his eyes. Slashing his wrists. More like. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, half past ten on Tuesday evening, uh, listener, as we record this. Arsenal have just... Um, well, after the cup defeat at the weekend, I sent a, a WhatsApp message to a group saying, we'll smash him on Tuesday. And I uh, that was, perhaps had an optimistic tone, but I firmly believe that we would smash them on Tuesday. Yeah. And we have... Smash them on Tuesday. We have smashed them to pieces, to tiny smithereens. Uh, Arsenal have won three-one away at Southampton, um, and it was uh, it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to lose from the first. Even when they scored, I thought because we were playing with a lot of tempo, weren't we? We were moving the ball about quickly, and um, I thought, yeah, they look up for it. I mean, Lacazette should have scored before, shouldn't he? Before they scored. But when uh, having said all that, uh, when when Lacazette went in on goal in the first minute, did you think even for a second that he was going to score? Or did you feel certain that he was going to hit the goalie with that? Yeah, the goalie <laughs> came out quick, didn't he? Goalie came out. The goalie came out and laid down in front of him, oh. as if to say, "You can either score or fillet me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he put I, him in two minds. I think yeah. you're reading a lot <laughs> into it. him, <laughs> to be honest. Because <laughs> we all get confused when asked, offered that, uh, you know, that conundrum. Yeah. Blimey. Um, who was the player that shouted? Oh, was Andrew Robertson. 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 You could see him. So who was on, through on goal and he, sh- he was shouting at him? My, uh, Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, trying to put him off. Maybe yeah, that's what he was the, saying. Uh, maybe yeah. he was. Yeah, you can he was score saying. or you can fillet me. <laughs> yeah. He was 
<laughs> he was shouting. No, 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 I don't know. Greenwood but, could definitely do a lot better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't think he would score there anyway, and he missed it. And then they scored an absolute wonder goal direct from a corner, and I on a kind of half volley. They really caught that, didn't they, Armstrong? Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, no, here we go. But after that, we took control and started creating chances. And, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. Even Pepe played well. He did, <laughs> didn't he? He did play he well. He redeemed himself because he, he, he was slightly uh, asleep at that corner, wasn't he? But slightly. Yeah. <laughs> slightly asleep. I think it asleep, was asleep. That's just asleep. He was responsible yeah, for the first goal we conceded. Yeah. yeah. He started the game, you know, they say you always start with a point. And what we always say about Pepe is he always starts with one out of ten. Yep. And he went down to half out of ten there for a moment after he was responsible for that goal. I mean, he was the nearest person to sort of comically lazy, daydreamy reaction to the is the guys marking, lashing it in the top corner. If you had yeah. to pick anyone to mark... Someone Pepe would be the last person you would pick, right? Out of that, you'd probably pick Willie Ann to mark someone over he's, Pepe. He's got to stand you? somewhere. You know, you've I'm not saying you've given the job of picking up the bloke who never scores twenty-five <laughs> yards out. Guarantee, I would put him in front of the corner taker, see if he can get his head on it. That's that's the best place for him, yeah. I think. And if he goes over his head, well, it was going to anyway, wouldn't it? Or just so, stand on the halfway line. That's the other option. I like him on the left, by the way. I must say I like Pepe on the left more than I like him on the right. Okay. Because on the right, when he cuts in... He's shit. Well, it's the most... (laughs) Well, there is that, yeah. Yeah, he is shit. He is the most predictable thing I've ever seen in football. You absolutely know he's going to do it. He has a couple of times come in off the right, hasn't he, and lamped it in a kind of swervy way into the top corner. Yeah, Brighton, he did that, yeah. A couple of times in a year and a half is not really enough. No. No. Considering that is always his thing, isn't it? But it was very noticeable. We left out in the... I don't know what, how you felt at the weekend when you saw the Southampton team pretty much full strength. Full strength team. And the Arsenal team missing um, Kieran Tierney, uh, Bamiyang, Bakaya Saka, Smith-Rose, now you know the first name of the team sheet, uh, Lacazette on the bench. You thought all the guys were playing well. Mm. They're not necessarily the best players, just the ones who are all playing really, really well at the moment, whose form has driven us on this run in the Premier League, all rested. And that seemed to me asking for it, really. It seemed, you know, as the holders of the cup and the proud record in the recent seasons, etc., it thought, really, we're going to put out a... It's a noticeably weakened team. You're picking all the players who lack confidence who aren't playing well. And put us on the back foot. We managed two shots on target in the entire game, even when we started bringing on the cavalry late on and then Saka came on yeah. and Laka came on. I thought that was a bit of... It was, as everyone remarked, a pretty feeble way to go out the cup. It was a bit of an unlucky goal. I don't know Gabriel put his foot in like that. I either go and clear it or don't. Just don't. He didn't look right, did he? He looked still a no, bit COVIDy. He looked, he looked a bit jittery, didn't he? COVIDy. Yeah. I don't. You know what? I've heard plenty of people say that. I just don't see how you could possibly say that. You know. I mean, I know he's had COVID. Yeah. I know he's had COVID. But if he had a touch of COVID, he wouldn't have been playing. Would he? Well, no. there are many. The thing about COVID, it's such a mysterious virus. There are many, many symptoms. And one of the, one of them is scoring an own goal. Yeah, <laughs> Willian. Willian not, has had it all season then, hasn't he? Covid. For not being able sake. to smell uh, a deflection. Danger. Yeah. 
Yeah. Were you annoyed about that cup selection? I yeah. I, I could see why he did it. Well, I mean, what would you... Could you, though? Because I feel like we're mid-table. We've got Benfica coming up in a couple of weeks. It's not like we've got a Champions League quarter-final coming up or anything like that. We're mid-table. We're not going top four. We're, the Southampton manager's saying, well, I thought, well, we're not in danger of relegation. We're pretty good in the league. Let's go for the cup. And, and that's where we are. We're playing them again on the Tuesday. They're going full strength. So we've, I mean, it's paid off in the sense that we have won our game tonight and won it really, really well. But I do also think we, we could have won on 3-1 at the weekend. And, you know. I don't, but the thing is, we have to do something, well, unless we just give them back. But Pepe and Willian, we do have to play them out of this, you know, play them out of this Malays there and I don't buy this at all. Why can't no. we play Ains- Ainsley Maitland Niles out of whatever? You know, why can't we play? Why is he on the bench again? And Pepe gets another gig, and I don't really get Willock gets five minutes here and there. There's people on the bench mm. if you're going to play a week and see them in the cup. Keep, you know, let, I felt we'd have got just as much, if not more, out of those two players especially think, you know I'm a big lover of the court of the conservative but it's just too many two, seven is too many for the FA Cup against a full strength Southampton team we might have got away with it if we had the draw that Tottenham had got but not not playing against Southampton they're a decent team and they played their full strength team our reserves are not all good enough you play Willie Ann but you maybe keep um, Lacazette in the team you know you play mm. Pepe but you keep Saka or whatever just Two seven is too many, and that's why we lost. I felt sorry for Eddie and Ketia because he must have been watching um, Smith Rowe and Saka play, and thinking, "Oh, I'd love to be out there." And then, and then when he does get out there, it's back to the team that was losing four games at home in a row for the first time since 1959, yeah. and all the rest of it. And why is Arteta saying these players deserve to play? They've done it in other matches. They haven't, mate. That's why they're the second string now. Maybe he was surprised just how bad Willian was. I mean, he was shocking, wasn't he? Yes, it's, it's the Willian, the, the Willian conundrum. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's occupying a lot of column inches, isn't it? And when we were uh, initially started very, very well in his first game against Fulham, and people were saying, "Well, well yeah, he's all that's all very well, but you know, it's a three-year deal. It's crazy." Well, now no one's no one said anything about it being a three-year deal for ages, have they? Um, it, it, now it looks like you were foolish to sign him for three weeks. <laughs> And I can't understand how he's, you know, he's gone downhill so much. He made he made a bit a decent fist of coming on as a sub tonight. He's absolutely desperate for something to go right for him. Yeah, he looks miserable, doesn't he? Very, he very looks, miserable. He looks so unhappy. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't no. want to be playing. He wants to be on a beach in Brazil playing with barefoot. He doesn't want to be playing in Southampton. <laughs> Who did all the running and all the hard work and all scored? I mean, I suppose in the last four years, he's just been watching Aiden Hazard just rip it up, hasn't he? And not yeah. really having to be the, the main influencer in the team at number 10. Go, go on, you run the side. What, me? No, no, I'm peripheral. I'm very peripheral. I'm just I good can, at free I'm kicks. I'm good for free kicks. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, taking on people when you're 3-0 up. Yeah. I, give it, I just He's give it to that. Hazard. That's He's, all I do. Uh, Where's yeah. Hazard playing? Real Madrid. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, that's not worked out, that one, has it? I mean, we offloaded Mesut Ozil and we, we signed um, Willie Ann. But, you know... There's still time, isn't there? Still time for him to get some uh, confidence. I don't know how, particularly. He's not going to get in the team much, is he? Because if uh, Erdegaard's turning up, 
He's not going to get in Gerda, 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 Gerda. Where are you sending me? Arsenal. Oh, shit. So where's he from, Martin Erdegaard? Where's he from? Is he Norwegian? Is he Norwegian? Nordica. Because it was very difficult to tell from the accent. But he has played at... He's got a sweet He's got a sweet left peg. Has he? He's got a sweet left peg. Close control. He's all about the flicks, the twists, the turns. Yeah, yeah, he's ve- he's very very unscandinavian in his approach. Is he? Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of that sort of uh, grim Regimented. face pragmatism that they're going for. Yeah, you know when you get a Scandinavian in your team, oh, imagine their kit, imagine their little, imagine their little wash bag with a, <laughs> some sort of whittled wooden shaver that they made themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of Nordic scrub. Some Nordic exfoliating yeah. Twigs. Scrub. Twigs of some sort, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But he's not like that. Their shoelaces are made out of vines no. and they've got yeah, he strictly links Africa. Is Martin Udegard. New new generation of Scandinavians. They stick pictures of fields up on the inside of their locker door. Yeah. <laughs> And they they look at the sky when it's grey and yeah. frown. Yeah. Right, a bit of poetry, maybe. <laughs> a bit of poetry. Yeah. And every now and then they'll take you to one side and tell you all about a relative of theirs that jumped to their death. <laughs> but no, what we've got <laughs> is a sort of we've got a sort of a flighty, tricksy, skillsy, uh skillsy we... one. Have yeah. we? Has anyone well, have you has anyone looked has anyone seen a uh, montage? Have I you checked out the montages? Of course. I haven't looked at a montage for ages. Ah, no, no, I've been watching. Oh, you know, I've been looking at Meza Ozil montages all week <laughs> and weeping. Yeah. yeah. So you've been um, watching it, Damien? He looks brilliant at Ozil. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I'm always slightly suspicious about these things because sometimes they'll they'll show a bit of skill that is admittedly impressive mm-hmm. and they'll cut it just before and you go what went wrong just before the sort of the move come you know it's like was that intercepted or the, yeah how, how long was the highlights reel just out of um i well the one 28 I've got, seconds uh 14 minutes 37 <laughs> seconds really yeah. was, was actually... there a highlight reel on on some sort of physiotherapist's youtube channel <laughs> and it's all about recoveries yeah, recovery from injury. This player's recovered from 19 injuries. That's quite um, that's quite encouraging to me, 14 minutes, because, you know, if you've got more than five minutes, there's something going on, right? Magic Less skills, passes, goals and assists, 2020, Martin Erdegerder. OK. This yeah. is just 2020, is it? Yeah, is it, yeah is and it they... Ma- mouth-watering? It, it's very good. It's very good. He scores a goal against Barcelona. Very nice free kick. Is that is that the montage where right at the end he goes into the woods and digs up a rotten fish that he buried <laughs> and, and slaps himself with it? You've said, seen it, yeah? My yeah, uncle yeah. told me about this fish when I was a boy. He said, <laughs> he said, if the Germans come back, there's a fish. There's a fish in the woods. I buried it in 1970. <laughs> Martin, you are the last boy left. I live in, I live in Madrid. I live in the Drigo, Uncle Fjortoft. I can't be responsible for the family fish in the woods. Where, where do you live? Madrid. Who's, whose side are they on? They weren't on anyone's side. They weren't on their, their own problems. But it's warm. Franco. Franco's dead. <laughs> 
There's plenty of fish in Spain. Leave me alone, Uncle Fiotto. <laughs> I also there is a cheese on the farm. I don't want the cheese, you buried. Oh. But he, uh, what's his best? Uh, <laughs> assuming that's not an highlight it's... reel. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He does 14 minute highlight reel. Nine of it is him cross country skiing with a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for Uncle Fjord's fish. And there's, a, there's a deer with an iPhone going, the Odegaard's <laughs> after me. <laughs> Don't uh, tell him I've already dug up and eaten the fish. <laughs> Yeah, um, sorry, I don't know where I am now. He, he does scored a goal against. He scored a goal against. He scored a goal against Barcelona. Very against nice Barcelona free kick. He, he looks very good. Sort of. Mohamed El Neni scored a goal against Barcelona. I don't want to. That's true. Oh, what on, goal that was! Piss on your chips. Yeah, no, fair enough. But uh, it's looking good. He if he comes, Erdogan, is he going to? Is it? Is it? Is will he kill Smithrow? I would imagine that's where he's going to play him. Or, or will he kill Willian and Pepe? That's well, hopefully. I mean, I mean, literally, with his rifle. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're bringing him in. The smelly fish. <laughs> yeah. A Norwegian marksman take him out. Well, let's hope it's Willian then. He'll get minutes. I mean, he must have promised... They must have promised him. I tell you, he's the forgotten man of Arsenal at the moment. It's Danny Ceballos. No one's mentioned Danny Ceballos for ages since Partey turned up. Holy smoke! How good is Partey? Really, I mean, every really single good. thing he does is so. But the thing I really like about him, I mean, it's not the thing Excellent. I really like about Excellent. him. It's just the thing I particularly noticed about him tonight. His positional discipline. His he will sprint back. There was a little moment in a uh, Chelsea game against Leicester the other night with Fat Frank. We'll get on to Fat Frank. But Fat Frank's final disaster. When uh, Reese James, Jamie Redknapp was coating Reese James for not running back and, and marking, Madis- marking Madison. Madison scored. And uh, he said, here he is jogging back. And he then he realises Madison's he in. And then he starts sprinting. You've got to sprint first to get back and then see where you are and all this. You know, it's a running game and blah, blah, blah. And uh, now Partey has got a few years under Diego Simeone, and mm. his positional discipline is what he gets back alongside Granite Xhaka. There's never a feeling that we're going to spring a leak, or there's going to be a hole, or he's going to be somewhere he should. Uh, rather like we had a we had a few issues, didn't we, when Guendouzi was playing or Sabios was playing, where they're so busy wanting to get on the ball and go and do stuff, they forget what to do when you lose a ball, and he's so switched on. It's switched on at both ends of the pitch. Yeah. We can press with him in the team. We couldn't press without him in the team. Now we can press. It just means we can play higher up the field. He loves playing with Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe will go because he knows that Partey sat there. It's beautiful. It's exactly what we needed. Were you a little bit uh, concerned to see both Partey and Smith Rowe limping off with given that we play Manchester United? Or do you I think they, saved, they'll be all right? I'm hoping precautionary. Yeah. Hopefully. Who knows? But yeah, I, I, it looked like cramp, didn't it, for, uh, for Thomas, party? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But I hope they're both available because they are excellent for us. It's a bit of a spine, isn't I it? I like it. When Partey decides he doesn't want to play anymore, he just lies yeah. down. That was it for him. Seventy-nine minutes. Yeah, I've I've had enough. Yeah. Take, take me one off. This. I'm going to lie here to take me off. Most of the last ten minutes. Yeah, just as well he didn't pick the um, the I'm going to lie down behind the wall at the free kick. Uh, ticket because he would have just stayed there for the whole yeah. time. Oh, 
I think that the, what, that's what he should have done in the away game against Tottenham instead of walking off. Yes. Uh, he should have had to yeah. lie down then. He's learned yes. from that. Let, He's learned moved from that. On. If you're hurt, just lie down. Yeah. Don't, don't walk off. Yeah. I like the fact that Pepe got a yellow card while he was being substituted, then he stayed on. That was quite funny. He stayed on. He's the first player ever to be booked for not being substituted. <laughs> <laughs> that was the slowest it was. walk off. I mean, Mez- now Mezzet's gone... Someone has to walk off really slowly in our team, and that, that, that was up Mesut for set many Mesut set many bars at Arsenal, <laughs> but the highest bar he set is time taken to leave the field when yeah, well, he knew he wouldn't get on for a year, wouldn't he? I suppose it cost yeah. me what it was as well. Anyway. I think I winning the World Cup sort of gives you that, doesn't it? You get a bit of a pass. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, not sure Kevin Friend would. Uh, take that into consideration Kevin I hate Kevin Friend oh, do you really oh, really I don't hate not. him why do you hate him oh, he's so he nearly annoying. booked Pepe again because he was slow going off the second time he was substituted yeah. and that, <laughs> that would have been, been, been and then he would have been sent off and that would have been the slowest sending off and would have been booked twice for not going off why do you not like Kevin Friend I just hate him. Is it because of the way he puts his pen in his pocket? He's just got that sort of smug. Yes. Smug. It, oh, he's a, a smug. referee. He's, he's a, a referee. referee. He's a judge. It's a natural authority that comes with a gig. <laughs> oh, you all you all want to marry him, do you? Oh, oh yeah, no, that's hang on right. I want to marry Kevin Frank. <laughs> there you go. And we've got the title of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> he's just run 10 miles in a pissing oh, raid. <laughs> Being bollocked in about eight different languages by a load of overpaid cheats, and now he's driving himself home. Carsten <laughs> <laughs> Hoot all looked really miffed, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. At the end of he the did. game, uh, Mikel Arteta went over and fist bumped him in the most fleeting way. <laughs> was... They caught it on camera on yes. the coverage, and he actually Carsten Hoot looked pretty miffed. Yeah. It was yeah. like a really oh, deep... Like... I mean, it was Arteta had really just went, piss off. I've just, I've done a, what I've done there is a fist bump to camera, yeah. uh, listener. Yeah, it's very dramatic, listener. Yeah. yeah. Um, really, I didn't notice that. I did. I I... It's not, not worth rewinding for. Okay. Um, okay. You know when... Um, <laughs> I'll take you know when sort of a, it's a limp handshake, but a limp fist bump. As a boy, I, I played Peer Gint in the Village Hall <laughs> production. <laughs> <laughs> Pia is cast out of the village. You see. And I have been cast out of Norway. You can imagine Huston Toller living in the woods, uh, in the oh icy wastelands. Yeah, can I don't you? think I don't think Harson Hoot has ever been indoors. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been indoors. I imagine he just stays outside in the garden. Where's Ralph? He's in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but it was. It did look either like it was really weak and limp. I don't know how you give a limp fist bump, but it looked like it looked, you gave it. Looked, it, it felt to me contemptuous. It felt like it was that he had been angered by two fixtures back to back alongside Harson Hootl well, and his first, crew. First one was his fault, wasn't it? Mikel Arteta. He chucked the FA Cup fault. away. He got the he FA did. Cup and he just chucked it in, a, in the bin. If we finish fourth, if we finish fourth or we win the Europa League, I'll forgive him. You know, you know, really, of all the seasons, I don't, do you? I don't. I think that's what he did. I think of all the seasons where you really do have a free pass in the FA Cup, we're tenth. This is that is it. The Europa League. I mean, we might have. We are eighth, but we people teams below us have got about nine games in there. 
we there are some good sides in the Europa League. I mean, you know, we'll see how we go on in that, and that will be marvellous to win that. But that the FA Cup's there. Well, we're good at that. Don't chuck it yeah. away. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. But there you go. That's a shame. I don't but think anyway, he we did don't need to, now, what about Manchester United? There's you know, interesting similarities. The two managers who really got themselves in the shit before Christmas, we had a running joke on here that Pochettino was always leaving his phone turned on whenever Man United were playing because mm. it seemed inevitable that Solskjaer would be fired. And they've both settled on the pretty much the same system, about four, two in front. At number 10, they've got Fernandez, who's a wonderful player. And then a, a, a pacey forward Pace line, out for, wide you know, and, quite a lot of youth and invention. Although Cavani's a wily bastard, isn't he? I love watching him. He's absolutely magnificent. All his movement, everything he, he can see the whole game. Like Ibrahimovic, he can just see everything that's happening. He's always just rolling his eyes as the young kids balls it up time and time again. But he's 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 the one in the middle who is perhaps the most frightening if, as, when you think of them as a potential opponent. That, at the weekend but we've done the same thing we've set up in the same 4-2-3-1 they've both landed on the same system got it going doing basically what Wenger and Ferguson did for years yeah as if someone's gone just do this just look at this old <laughs> just look at this old show reel of how we used to play oh that worked didn't it yeah. that w- worked really well <laughs> let's do that stop dicking about because all the shit you learnt on your coaching course yeah just do what we used to do stop with your gungan pressing so i think they're just going to match up it's going to be really like for like and do you fancy us well, I forgot our first team out. If Kieran Tierney's playing and Emil Smith-Rowe's playing and Thomas Partey's playing, I think we can beat him. Oh, and also if David Luiz is not playing yeah. as well, by the yes. way, because he's a liability. I mean, I know he didn't make his mistake till the 85th minute, but it unsettled us and we gave away a free kick and it was all about him. I mean, I, I hope Gabriel is over his COVID finally mm. and he comes back in the And team, his hair looks... I do not trust him. I do not trust no. him and... to not make some balls up or other. And if he does that against Cavani or Rashford or Greenwood or Martial, we're going to get punished. So, yes. yeah, I fancy us with... Um, with reservations. reservations. Is Pablo yeah. Mari available? If he um, is, I'd have him. I don't, think he's, I, I don't think he's started training... Yet, well, or he's shy. You don't want to put him in against Cavani when he hasn't started no. training. I mean, like, Louise, when he tries, he you know he is often better in the big game. Slow, oh, too slow on the ball. I know, too slow. Know. He gets the ball and then he spends half an hour looking up. Just get it and give it. I know. Oh, does my head oh, he, I don't want him in the team. No, I don't want him in the team. I really no. don't. And his hair looked terrible as well in the wet. It, I enjoyed his hair because, like, to me. <laughs> So uh, I found it useful because it's difficult to tell sometimes on the television what the weather's like. But if you see Louise, you know exactly what the weather's like. I imagine weather forecasters going, oh, there's the weather vane in this game. He looked like a man who'd been on deck on a ferry crossing at night. Yeah. Couldn't get yeah. back in. They'd shut the door. Yeah. I mean, it, his hair was all over the place. He looked cold. Mikel Arteta wouldn't work in that way at all, would he? Let's be fair. No, it, he can't it, tell. Arteta could Mikel not Arteta. penetrate my, Mikel Arteta's hair. No. Mikel Arteta looks like he's just left the fitting room at House of Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Do I look good in this? Yeah. Of course, Mikel. Of course we do. There's Steve, there's Steve Round they're, and Albert Stoibergoidi. Yeah. I still don't know how you say Peter Stuyvesant, whatever his name is, the other coach. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Stevie's fat, he's around, he bounces on the ground. And Peter Stuyvesant, and they go with him to House of Fraser, I imagine. <laughs> and every now and then they'll say to him, you know, Mark Ash is taking over this place and it's going to the dogs. And don't say that to Mickey, he loves it here. Yeah. <laughs> Will he be in his usual fitting room? Always the same way. The Oxford Street. The Oxford Street. Branch. Look, Mr. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do agree with you about um, the one thing he started you'd pick Gabriel. You'd pick Gabriel ahead of Louise against Manchester United. Rob if Holding's he's... number one. Rob Holding oh, has risen yeah. to the, the number one centre back at the Arsenal. Yeah. When we had seven at the start of the season, he's seen off all comers, got himself a new contract. Yeah. Brilliant. And he's top Love dog, him. the old big horn, the he main is. man. Aldi yeah. goal down there. He's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I genuinely, genuinely love Rob Holding. Yeah. I'm so glad that he's in our team. Great. He's good. He seems to have a good rapport with Burnt Leno as well. Yeah. Positionally good, combative. I thought Burnt I like was him. good as well. Yeah, Burnt's doing well. Burnt settled down into a good keeper. I love the he? way he. Um, you could see him remonstrating with David Louise in that sort of late... Louise yeah. had, they said minute. on the commentary they had he had a brain fade and then yeah. Keown, Keown pointed out that El Nenny had made a balls up in front of him. Yeah. But I know True. what you mean. I know what you mean. There's a ricket in there. But also, if you want someone who's going to know what Cavani's up to all the time, yeah. it's Louise. If you want someone in the fluent in the dark arts of South America. <laughs> yeah. Not wishing Cavani's to make... going to think... I mean, didn't they play together at PSG as well? Cavani's going to think, oh, none of it's going to work. Yeah. None of it's going yeah, to work. Yeah. It's Louise. Yeah. yeah. Speak- I'd have I'd, I'd have Mario or Gabriel if they were fit over Louise. I really would. But, you know. It'd be an interesting yeah. selection court. Now, you mentioned Kieratini. Um Cedric was excellent <gasps> at left back tonight. Zorro. A really, really good performance playing old Zorro on the, on the playing on the wrong side, um, and hitting, making a virtue of it by hitting these magnificent crossfield balls diagonal, yeah. pinging massive diags, pinging diags all through the second half, and he pinged a diag to Bakayo Saka. <laughs> what a pass! And then Bakayo Saka. What I love about Bakayo, one of the many things that I love about Bakayo Saka. Is it, the next thing that happens is he squares it along the six-yard line for Lacazette on the half volley, a ball that's travelled 50 yards in the rain, mm. as if it's the as if he's putting a stamp on an envelope or something, as if it's just the easiest thing you've ever been asked to do with a football. He makes it look effortless. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's his wrong foot. Can you imagine if that's Meza Ozil or Santi Gazola or someone? We his, his what I'm telling you is that his level of skill and talent is the equivalent of Santi Gazola's. I've no doubt about that. And he just laid that on a plate for Lacazette first time on the half folly on a wet pitch. Incredible skill, and I and I like the fact that there's never any flamboyance and never any unnecessary touches. I'm a big Hamas uh, Rodriguez fan. But when he does a Rabona on a five-yard pass, <laughs> yeah. I do, do think that actually Saka, Saka wouldn't do He's that. missed his calling as a cabaret act, hasn't he? Yeah, really. Um, Saka was just he is efficient, and he showed that efficiency, didn't he, when he got onto Lacazette's pass? Yeah. For our second goal, oh, just two beautiful. touches, it's in the net. Beautiful. That, I mean, a lot of players would have taken an extra touch there, but he just he made it look easier than it was. And, really I mean, that hard. was gifted to him by by the goalkeeper running out, going, Fillet me! <laughs> <laughs> 
Didn't and put him off, though. Didn't Sack put him off. Him off. Not put off. Lacazette like was stuff. put off by that. He was, because, let's be honest, he was tempted. He considered but, it. But Kaya... <laughs> as a man of God. I'm not, yeah. not, I'm, I'm not interested. Man of God, no. possibly, possibly a virgin. We don't know. <laughs> It would be wrong, frankly, in this forum to speculate. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lovely smile, as Keith always says. But they yes. absolutely, there was a classic case of what the last thing you want to see as a Southampton player in this picture oh, yeah. is the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a surprise when he came running out of there, but he, he still had a lot to do and he's outstanding. But going back to Cedric, I thought he played really, really well. And I did, when he did that pass, I did think. Tierney can't do that. Tierney cannot do that. And it did make me think maybe he is a right back who can ping 60-yard passes well, across the pitch my, as opposed to Hector. My friend Tom did suggest maybe Bellerin's place as he pushed himself in front of Hector. Well, a bit of pressure is not a bad thing, is no. it? So that we might. could see a bat for... Because Hector was captain tonight. Yeah. yeah. Ahead of old Big Horn. And ahead of Lacker has also had the armband, and Jacker has had the armband at different times. I think Louise has had the armband, um, but he's for some reason it's Hector. Whether it's because he's the longest serving, maybe. Yeah. Um, I saw a footage in the tunnel of him kind of g up the team, who all absolutely blanked him. I don't feel like he's a natural <laughs> fist pumping lead. I mean, it's quite funny. They were asked just ignore him. He turns around, he does one of these, and they say, "Why is the fashionista clapping at me?" <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> you have got the worst Instagram feed in the history of the internet. Oh, and I, I'm saying that as someone who's never even been on that website. <laughs> don't know anything about Hector Bellerin's Instagram feed. But I think his place is under threat. I think you could see Cedric taking his place at right back if yeah. Tierney's fit for Manchester United. And then and then are we looking at old Bighorn and, uh, and Miriam at centre-back? So suddenly it's a very different back four from tonight, but the back four tonight played really, really well. Danny Ings got substituted. Theo did one magnificent unlucky Theo. In the, oh, that was superb. I mean, he picked Unlikely the ball up on Theo. the right-hand yeah. side, saw, saw two Southampton players on the left, looks up, pinged it into the seats behind the goal. In the most, really, it just... Kicked it out of play. None more like they do it. It's been doing <laughs> it for Louise years and years. Yeah, David, Louise gave it to him. Louise, Louise gave, gave it to him. him. It's the full, the full uh, thing we got there. <laughs> the full <laughs> Arsenal moment. Go on, Theo. I know you want to. Arsenal old and new. <laughs> the old days. Come on, just one, some things one change. More some things stay the same. If you get the Louise, oh, oh shit! I've had a brain fade. I've given it to. Oh, it's all right. Oh, it's Theo. Don't oh, worry about it. No worries. Shay Adams looking at him was great. <laughs> Unlucky Theo. Nice one. Yeah, because um, Mustafi look, looks like Mustafi's on his way out, doesn't it? Yeah, it's While we're time. On the... if, they, if they can find the body. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's you time. Know. It's time. Thank you well, and good night. I, I, time. It's well, quite time that you get in a rowing boat and go out in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very ominous. Yeah, it's it time. does a bit. does a bit. <laughs> does that mean something in the Jewish community that I don't know about? <laughs> It is time. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. also noticed that we're um, there's a rumor that we might swap Gwen Doozy for Julian Draxler. Yes. 
Julian I heard Draxler, this. Yeah, the name yeah. returns. The count. Yeah. Julian Draxler has been coming to Arsenal for at least ten years, <laughs> yeah. as far as I can tell. I'd look, he's only like twenty-five, but I just feel like that one has been on longer than um, Kondogbia uh, and uh, Philip Bexas as well. I think. Oh yes, yeah, another one. Still Philip. 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 <laughs> Maybe we'll get him for Mustafi. Still could talk about <laughs> Philip Bexas. Yeah. <laughs> Now, listen, I appreciate Mustafi, what he did against Man City in the semi-final last year. And, uh, you know, thank you he very much. He was starting to to play well. I, um, yeah. Uh, Mikel had got, you know, as one of a three at the back, on the right-hand side of a three, he was he was pretty good. But he, he hasn't been trusted in a back four, as he either as a right-back or no. a centre-back. Did we get our £35 million worth? I'm not so sure we did. Arsenal's... And I really, we we could do a special on our shit. Now. <laughs> really, not. honestly, I mean, <laughs> we now they try and spin it now. Whoever runs this club of ours now, we sold it to someone who doesn't give a shit about it. He bought, he's kicked us all out. The small shareholders who doesn't even have to speak to us. He's hired a load of people who are painfully, obviously incompetent in player recruitment, replaced them with another load of people who are incompetent. Now we've pinned all our hopes on Edu, whose best friend is a super agent. And I I really... When when you're giving away a player that you've paid £42 million for and that's presented as a masterstroke, when you're giving away a centre-back you should never have bought in the first place for £18 million, cancelling his contract and giving him away. And that's, that's, oh, yeah, good work, Arsenal. We've managed to get him off the payroll. Arsenal doing good work, shifting people out the door. That, that It's in, shamefully embarrassing. We used to, under the days of Arsene Wenger, the simple principle was you buy at a good price and you sell at a good price as if you were running a business, maybe. <sighs> well, you needed to accrue assets and move them on. If you think back, all the, he made a profit on Thierry Henry, for God's sake. He made a profit on Patrick Vieira. Yeah. So many times, never mind the astronomical profits he made on Robin Van Persie or Nicholas Anelka or Mark Overmars. Mark Overmars, Or Emmanuel yeah. Petit or Alexander Ireland, or Alexander Kleb or Adi Bayor or Samir Nasri or Alex Song or Gail Clichy. He made profits on all of these people. The only people he didn't make profits on were Sol Campbell, who he got for free, and Jens Lehmann, he paid a million pounds for. He made a. We used to look at Chelsea and say, "Look at this club. They don't have to worry about resale value. They can sign Didier Drogba, and then they can just, when his contract's finished, they can let him go. They don't have to worry about recouping anything." And now look at us. Look at us, just cancelling contracts and giving people away, having ballsed up the Aaron Ramsey situation. Although I had some sympathy with the club there because that happened. With Flamini, didn't he? He ran down his deal. Ramsey always wanted to run his deal down. That seemed apparent. He wanted to have one of those mega Bosman paydays in his career, and he got one. So perhaps he's not a good example. But, you know, you think about selling Iwobi, selling uh, Theo, just selling them for profits. (laughs) We got Alexis went for very little, didn't he? It's really, it's, it's been a... Total shambles. And well, they've the got a lot of people of on the books. They've got a lot of people on the books, and they've got to get rid of them. And they're starting to do that, aren't they? Socrates, Mustafi. Let's uh, hope we've learned from. Someone did point out, having said all of that, someone did point out the other day on on the social media that it was Wenger who was in charge when a hell of a lot of money was spent on uh, Lucas Perez and 
and Mustafi and uh, Granite Xhaka. And we sold Gnabry for five mil. And that was all in within a short space of time. All, so the wheels were starting to come off. Right? Yeah, They all do it. Newcastle spent 40 million on Joe Linton. I mean, you know, come on. We're not the only club that do it. That's the We're not the only club to do it, but it is a mark of a good club if you're not doing it. And it's a mark yeah, of a really true. well-run club. Liverpool, the best example at the moment. When you are making big profits on players, and and if a player wants to leave, you sell it at top value. No one would ever sell Coutinho for that money ever again, or never. No one. They got fifty mil for Raheem. They got seventy five for Suarez. They sold these guys yeah, for they top, used... top, top money, and then right. reinvested in the squad. Yeah, but they spent of the Suarez money. They spent forty million pound on Laser Markovic. By the way, so they don't always. <laughs> I'm just saying they don't always get it right either. We haven't it, had a good record. It's true, and we did sell them uh, the Ox for forty mil. So they haven't done yeah, super it's well. Bad. It's not it's black not and white, but you and get, my, you get the Roman. general. You get the general yeah. drift of my yes, point. Sure. Yes. sure. Well, let's just hope we've. That's all in the past. Speaking of the past, yes, Francis Benali. Looking dapper. Yeah. On, uh, Although my on, uh, uh, my uh, autocorrect has uh, written it as Francis Bengali. Um, Didn't you think that he really he looked like an ex-offender being given an opportunity <laughs> in the community? And if you remember yeah, how yeah. Benali used to play for yeah. that, he very much <laughs> is an ex-offender. Yeah. He was absolute that's, filth. That's the narrative. He was a dirty, yeah. dirty bastard. Yeah. And now he's dressed like he's going to court and sort of... <laughs> Fidgeting nervously in that cavernous studio as if he's going to be found out in a minute and his probation officer's going to come on and say, Oi, where's your tag? But <laughs> even my missus went, Oh, who's he? He's a new one. But it wasn't. Am I right in saying it was him that sort of finally spurred Dennis Bergkamp into action when he got his first goals for us? Uh, because he was all over Dennis Bergkamp and Dennis had to sort of throw him off. Do you remember that when Dennis got his first goals? I mean, yeah. I'm happy to believe that to be the yes. case. Thank yeah. you, Francis. That, so yeah, yeah, we have he that. fired. He fired the Ice Man into yeah, life. Yeah, he melted the heart of the Ice. No, <laughs> his narrative is not going well. It's falling apart. Gave you a nice, gave you a nice passing, and you've just absolutely <laughs> theoed it into right the clocking. Right, <laughs> <general>. said, hey. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I apologise. Um, now, listen, I uh, we were talking. Just now, the reason I it was in my head, uh, the the last thing you want to see there is the goalkeeper, uh, is because I've had an email from uh, Tom Locke, dear Tuesday Cub, long time freeloading scum, first time caller. Uh, he's been listening since the Up for Grabs and Our podcast years ago. Uh, with time on my hands and needing something to listen to keep me sane during the lockdown, I've been going back to the first Tuesday Club episode and went through them all. Good work. Wow. Uh, it's a clear pattern to each season for you all in Block 32. Equal amounts of despair, hope, anger, resignation and the constant search for a back four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My favourite episode is Return of the Morris Men from the 21st of March 2011. In Return of the Morris Men, Alan, Tayo and Ian discuss Almunia. Uh, <laughs> with 
with Morris dancing background music, and I, I did. You had sh- the things. You I went to things. a uh, yes. shop in London that sells uh, jingly Morris dancing bells. <laughs> you did, and bought some. And <laughs> Have you still got them? And uh, I, don't, I don't know where they are now. The kids played with them for years. Uh, and Alan's impression of Alan Hansen saying, "What you don't want to see in your screens now is the keeper all the way out there." Was that so, West Brom away? Oh, that- that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> Tom Locke sat, sat a question. That was the next slide. Was the question was, what match was it? <laughs> and that is an outstanding. Once again, the Tuesday Club can come up with the goods. Anything wow. over 10 years ago, and we are all over it. We are all over that shit. Ask us anything that happened in the last 10 years. Vague memory of... <laughs> Couple of Spaniards managing the club, not particularly <laughs> well. Um, now, yeah, I, I was going to go through all the possible fixtures and that, <laughs> not, not even going to bother because you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. It was a two-two yeah, draw. We were there. Two-two draw at West Brom. Did you go to that? You came to that as well. Did it was I? Me and you. Yeah. No, I wasn't yes. there. Was I? You were. That's the one where he came running out, right? The yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah. And uh, I think, think about... Koscielny was involved as well. But he? it's possible. I think he passed Koscielny on his way up the pitch. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> or maybe he the... ran into Koscielny. I can't remember. He shouldn't have been there. <laughs> and you suggested he should have some sort of elastic band <laughs> attaching him to the goalpost. <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> rather like a donkey Almunia. tied Where to a post. Where are you going, Almunia? Get you back going, in your goal. Almunia? Was that game? Was that game? Was I that game? No, I don't remember that. I, the, right. I thought I'd only been to the Hawthorns once, but obviously it's twice. Yeah. Because I looked at it, I looked it up, and we had a run of fixtures in 2011. Oh. I'll go through them for you, because it is fascinating in a way, if you're an Arsenal supporter only. Uh, <laughs> tune out here for a moment. Uh, rival fans hoping for us to be shit. Uh, on the 5th of February, uh, we had a four-all draw at Newcastle. Oh. Um, I also went to that game. I do remember that. <laughs> We'd never um, we were 4-0 up. <laughs> then the following week, we beat Wolves at home. And then we had a midweek home game against Barcelona on the 16th of February, and we beat them. Oh, that night. And yeah. then we went to Orient. I went with Keith to Orient because we drew Orient in the cup. Oh, we love that. Down the O's to watch the Arsenal. It's finally happened. We've waited all our lives for this. And as we queued up to go in the ground, we'd heard that they'd made the draw for the next round and we'd drawn Manchester United away. And that completely ruined our <laughs> afternoon at the Orient. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that we were very likely to get knocked out in the next round. And we drew one all with them. Then we had a midweek game against Stoke, which we won 1-0. And Cesc Fabregas played and got injured, which was a disaster because, if you remember... On the Sunday, we played Birmingham City in the oh. League Cup final. Oh, I remember that one very well. And Sesk, Sesk couldn't play was... because they'd paid him in a midweek league game against Stoke instead of resting him for the final. And Sesk couldn't play and he missed the final and we lost the final. That's horrible. That was awful. This is, and I do remember my nephew, who was much younger then, obviously, 10 years younger, in fact. Saying, standing in the toilets at Wembley, saying, "How can we beat Barcelona and you lose to Birmingham?" And the whole yeah. the whole toilet went completely silent <laughs> as everyone <laughs> contemplated that. <laughs> and so that is this is the, this is an Arsenal team that can lose a four goal lead, beat Barcelona, lose to Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, then we went on a not late Orient out of the cup and a replay. 
Oh, got... and that game, by the way, Nicholas Bentner did the um, the ear cupping when he scored a goal at the Orient at fans. The Orient fans. <laughs> what a dickhead. We all, you were there going, oh, stop it. Just stop it, for goodness sake. Did They're he point at his name on the back yeah. like that? Yeah, He probably oh, did. He may probably. well have done. Then we had a nil-nil with Sunderland and then we lost to Barcelona. And again, I was going to a lot of away games that season. I was at that game as well. And I spent the whole setting off going, it's Ben, it's Ben, it's Ben. Because that's when Van Persie got sent off for having a shot. Ugh. Four days after that, I had forgotten this, we lost to Old Trafford in the FA Cup. And it was the week after that that we went off to <laughs> Almunia. <laughs> so, yeah. That's very good, Tom Locke. And Tom Locke, this is hey, one of my, it's one of the best emails we've had for a while, but partly because it spurred all of that nostalgia for ten years ago. Uh, he's also um, got a story. <laughs> An old school friend worked at Gatwick Airport years ago when Mister Edward Sheringham Yay. came into the. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. No, he's come up. Not only has he come up with that, he's come up with a Sheringham. Uh, he came into the watch shop he was working in. Keen to display his wealth to the young lady with him, he loudly asked, what's the most expensive watch you've got in the shop? Oh, my God. My mate replied, it's a Swatch watch shop, so about 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an idiot. A few giggles could be heard from other customers. Uh, clearly annoyed that he was being laughed at. Uh, Mr. Sheringham proceeded to inform my friend, I could buy this whole shop several times over, you prick. Teddy. Oh, wow. Teddy, Teddy. Teddy. Wow. Teddy. You've, kicked off in, you've kicked off in the branch <laughs> of Swatch at Gatwick Airport. <laughs> I could buy you this whole the shop. Yeah, shop would you went to the Swatch shop and you bought fuck all. Hey. <laughs> and then, rather brilliantly, he bought two cheap watches and wanted to pay the duty-free price. Ugh. My mate checked his boarding pass to see he was going to Portugal. Natch. <laughs> and, uh, and it meant he couldn't have the duty-free price. He, br- he begrudgingly paid and left. Two minutes later, all that could be heard was the security alarm going off from Boots next door. Unbeknown to Edward, my friend had stuck a plastic security tag from Boots onto his boarding pass. This was common practice between my mate and his friends in other shops for cost for customers who were top tier bellends. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, sadly, he wasn't detained by security and made his flight. No. So that that story does end badly. And uh, he says, "I shall never email you again." Tom, Newcastle fan in Saint Albans. So thank you, Tom. Outstanding Tom yes. showing the story. Outstanding I mean, really work. beautiful. Really good. It's not the only one we've had this week, but <laughs> there are there are a few. Newcastle playing well, aren't they? Doing well. Good result for them tonight. Do they lose at home to Leeds? Yeah. Do you know they attacked for the second half? It was quite actually it was quite fun to watch them did, did you for watch the first it? time. Or I watched the second half. I wasn't expecting to, but they actually started attacking. How has he not been sacked? How has he not been sacked? It Steve Bruce. Him, it's amazing because it would cost them money, maybe. Yeah, there is, and he's that. trying to buy Debenhams for bugger all. Um, did you notice uh, West Brom got beaten by was it five nil in the end or was it more by Man yeah. City who did went you, top? Sam, did Allardyce you see what Pep struggling. did? He called. He said Sam was a genius. Called Sam Allardyce a genius. Yeah. They lose five nil. That's how you play the mind games with him. 
That is mind game so well yeah. done. He's a genius. He, the, he keeps getting employed. Yes. Isn't he? I mean, he's still working. I mean, there's not many managers of his ilk who are still out there, but he's still doing this it. This seems it? quite a good segue. Yes. Speak well. We're just in the general ballpark of managers' employment, mm-hmm. hiring, stacking thereof. Yeah, yeah. Throw him a bow yeah. now, for goodness' what? sake. What are you driving at? <laughs> no, just you know, wonder if any, any, you know, any. I did well. have an email actually. I had an email. Uh, I know that you're referring to uh, poor old fat Frank, oh. who's uh, who's who's bit in the dust. Um, this week, sat by Roman Abramovich, with the uh, the further indignity of Abramovich publicly announcing that he loves Frank and has a lot of respect for him, which he never said about any of the managers who won him loads and loads of trophies, who won him no. titles, European Cups, FA Cups, Europa Leagues, League Cups, won him everything. Yeah. But he says it, he reserves it for the man who's taken them to the heady heights of ninth in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, they're so shit, they're even below Arsenal at the moment. They are. Um, which is very, 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 very funny. He's never made a statement before, has he? But anyone. It's like Harpo Marx. Uh, I've had to find, <laughs> I can't find it now, but someone did ask me if I would go through. Uh, oh, here it is. Dave Mitchell on Twitter. Is there any chance that Alan could, for the benefit of those who cannot remember if they heard it correctly, retell the It's Jonathan Greek Lampard and Lampard's mum story? Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard this. Um, there may be uh, people who may not understand the, my antipathy towards Fat Frank. Although I do have some sympathy for him because everyone gets fired from Chelsea. And now I do actually think he really, really, really loves Chelsea and really wanted to be the manager. <laughs> and so it's really going to hurt him. Yeah, maybe laughing but, uh, while you say that. <laughs> 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 but in, 2000, gutted, in 2005, he? He I was uh, I used to write uh, crap articles for the Times. Well, some of them were all right, but I, I ran out of ideas about halfway through the contract. Anyway, uh, I was writing for the Times about football, and I got invited by uh, Martin Samuel, my uh, friend Martin Samuel, who's a, a brilliant sports writer, though I stopped reading him 10 years ago when he went to the Mail, um, to go to the Football Writers Association annual dinner, which is a monumental piss-up. I mean, really, holy shit. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Martin's great company. We're on a good table, having a nice time, people from the Times. And Lampard is, is the winner of the Football Writers Award. And Martin uh, knows him from his, his West Ham fan, Martin, and he's known him since he was a boy. He knew his dad, all of that. And uh, he comes over, Frank comes over. And all I remember is he had the biggest tie knot you've ever seen. He's Football of the Year. He's just been given a massive contract by Chelsea. He's in the England team. They're going on to the World Cup the following year. And uh, they've just won the league, got 95 points or so. He's on absolute top of the world. He's scored 20-odd goals, you know. Uh, but the year before, they'd knocked us out of the European Cup scoring a goal from a rebound against Jens Lehmann. And the following weekend, he had a similar chance in a match, I think, against Middlesbrough, and he missed it. And I jumped up and down in front of my telly, going, Lampard, you fat cockney twat, you couldn't have done that on Wednesday, could you? And I wrote about this in my article, the frustrations of a football fan yelling at the television, having suffered a terribly painful defeat to your local rivals, and the kind of... 
futile frustration of yelling at this super skillful multi-millionaire athlete. <laughs> Didn't even matter that he missed that chance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he came over to me. I shook hands with him. I said, well done, you know, you football with you. And he goes, you called me a fat cocky twat. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, and, and he's taller than me. He's bigger than he, you'd think, Lampard. Because, you know, when he's next to Vieira, he doesn't look very big. But Vieira <laughs> is massive. Yeah, massive yeah. Right? And he's, tall, he's standing over me. All I could see was his huge tie knot. <laughs> and he's gripping my hand really, really tightly. He had a couple of friends with him. And... Uh, and I thought, how's this going to play out? And we're totally surrounded by people. Martin Samuel is pissing himself. <laughs> He's absolutely <laughs> pissing himself. He said, are you cool? And then he goes to me, it's about respect. And Martin's going, he's only dug him out. He's only come and dug him out. And I was going, look, Frank, I was right. And it's a joke about myself. I'd, I was already thinking he hasn't even read it. Someone's told him. Someone's told him. I said he hasn't even, he hasn't even known. And then coming up behind Frank is his lovely mum, his smiley, happy, easygoing, friendly mum. <laughs> and she's going, oh, oh, it's Jonathan Green. <laughs> It's Jonathan Green. Frank's going, it's about respect. Well, it's, crush, it's crushing my hand. It's about respect. And Samuel's going, he's only dug him out. He's only come and dug him out. Oh, it's Jonathan Green. Oh, it's Jonathan Green. It's about respect. I said to him, I did also write that I'd teach you to be the next England captain. It's about respect. Oh, well, you know. Anyway, eventually, the upshot of the whole situation was 15 years on, I'm still talking about it. And and I don't have any respect for him at all. <laughs> and, uh, and I always people wondered. Are send, people are sending me tweets going, "I'll tell that story." Again. See, I, I never heard that story. And I always wondered <laughs> no. why has Alan got such an antipathy to oh, Frank Lampard? No, he really, he really hurt. I get feelings. that. <laughs> I think he just got the wrong end of the stick. He didn't understand. He was very aggressive. It's, he was frightened. I thought he was going to kick my head in. You did call him he a couldn't... fat cockney twat, though. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> but in the context in the con- of yeah. <laughs> leaping up and down in front of the it. television I get it. Oh. in a futile fashion whilst all alone in my living room. I've said many worse things, you know, about close friends. You don't put them in Times columns, though, do you? <laughs> in general, to be read, you know, in public. But the kind of the postscript about the story was after he dug me out and really got a go at me, and I was, oh no, what have I done? Um, I, I thought I'm going to write, I'm going to write another article in which I talk about it. But I, did, I didn't have a copy of the original article, so I, I went, in, I did a Google search with my name and Frank Lampard's name, and twat. <laughs> that go well. <laughs> Don't <laughs> ever search your name with a term of abuse next to it. Because right. after I'd been through all the twat references, I'd started putting in, I put my name in with the C word that nearly broke the internet. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a, a, a dark half hour. And you realise, holy shit, people really do hate you if you go large on your love of your football team. No regrets, my friends. <laughs> You're just glad that he's sacked. <laughs> no, we've had quite uh, Actually, I'm not... I don't know. I felt odd about it. I didn't feel glad about no. it. I did, it just felt inevitable. That he spent 200 million quid in their ninth. What are you going to do? He spent a fortune and couldn't get them playing He's at all. He's not known for he? his patience, is he, Roman? 
The, the, the thing about him, he really showed himself up, I thought, Lampard, was at, was at Anfield. Oh. I mean, he got into a thing with a Liverpool bench. One league title to Jurgen Klopp, was I mean? Bollocking Jurgen Klopp and his coaches. And Klopp always has his way of looking the opposition manager as if they've just escaped from an asylum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's another crazy one. <laughs> you, are you shouting at me? You're crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you don't know because, you, you know, losing the dressing room. But, I mean, we, you know, it, and if he had, and other people would know that, because there's talk that Peter Cech was, had to sort of find his uh, two children, didn't he? He had to sort of come up with a possible replacement, so someone would have known oh, really? where the, how the dressing room was reacting to him. And that thing, you know, when we we were talking about uh, when Arteta sort of called out Pepe about getting sent off, mm. Frank Fat Frank did rather blame the players, didn't he? He did sort of leave them yeah. out to dry uh, quite a lot. Yeah, he, yeah. he frequently. He did. He frequently yeah. Not good enough. Players. Not good enough. And, he, and also, yeah. it's not, he's got a lot of talent, a hell of a lot of talent in that squad. And it feels like they've done a massive pick and mix raid where they've just, we've got the money, we'll have Ziyech and we'll have Havertz and we'll have Werner. And we've got uh, uh, Hudson Adoy and Mount and Pulisic. And I don't know what to do with any of them or how to deploy them. And the only one who consistently delivers is Giroud. Um, email from a, a fellow called Rebus. Um, who's, Scottish detective. He's a Scottish detective. He's a Scottish detective. He's a fictional character, but he sent me an email. Um, <laughs> it's a sign, a Rebus. He says there's been a murder, and can I get off the internet? Um, people need to solve it. He says, hi, chaps. Quite a few years ago, and I love this sentence. This is one of my favourite sentences. I was playing bass in a function band and we were booked to play a 50th birthday party somewhere near Rickmansworth, I think. <laughs> Great start. The, gla- the glamour. Showbiz. The glamour of, really, we all know, we all know this is working in the entertainment industry in one form or another. We know what it feels like to be booked to play somewhere near Rickmansworth, I think. <laughs> I would take that gig now, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I would take oh, that yeah. gig tomorrow. You would, you would take a residency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alar Copperfield in Vegas. Uh, my unforgettable memory of the night was Bob Wilson oh. dancing his socks off to Wild Thing by the Trogs. Our drummer ended the night by throwing his sticks into the crowd. Bob failed to catch either. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great night. Bob was a very nice no. guy. Yeah, of course. Uh, yes, of course he was. Uh, I had one from Phil Macker that says uh, the subject line is Teddy Sheringham is a wanker. Uh, no story. I'll cut it. I'll cut it down a little bit. It's. It's. It says it's. He's an Arsenal fan. His old family sports Spurs, and he was in Suffolk with his father, and they went to see Colchester United playing at home, and uh, his dad wanted to see Teddy playing for Colchester, and one of the supporters piped up behind them. They all effing hate him. Uh, and this fan, this Colchester fan said, the entire Colchester team hate him. They're all on a grand a week and the club are paying the old wanker 10 grand a week. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. he can he can afford a shop full of swatches. Yeah, there you go. He's uh, he was hated by the Colchester team. John Foster's emailed, as a home and away gooner of over 35 years, I've met quite a few players in my time, from the greatness of Tony Adams all the way to Alex Song. The startled Theo Walcott at his own book signing, he seemed shocked that anyone had turned up, to the crapness of Bentner, who has the softest hand I've ever shaken. However, (laughs) uh, one time one of his friends was the Matchball sponsor... Uh, for a club, a game between Arsenal and Roma at Highbury. So they're in the marble halls. The Roma team arrive, Capello, Totti, looking tanned and confident. The Arsenal team come in. Arsene was a delight, having a good chat. Bobby Perez was softly spoken, but thanked me for congratulating him on winning player of the month and of the detail. Freddie was chatty. Keown was terrifying. Seaman had a head the size of three watermelons and kept on chuckling to himself. Pascal Seagan seemed genuinely more delighted to have his photo with me than I was with him. Everyone was lovely except Franny Jeffers, who was chewing gum and looked like he believed his own hype. We then had a private tour of Highbury, bumping into Bob Wilson, who was shockingly rude and obnoxious. Brackets, only joking. He was so friendly and could have talked to us for hours. Uh, we walked round the pitch. We had dinner in the West Stand. We retired to the mezzanine and the clock end. Oh, I remember it well. Patrick Vieira smelt strongly of a heady mix of Vicks and Imperial leather. <laughs> Gilberto was quiet but kind. <laughs> Sylvan Wiltord was doing a passable impression of a Tasmanian devil. Much to his and only his delight. However, the most crushing of twists lay on the horizon. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the following Sunday, Nick, who's a mate who's sponsored the match ball, was playing in goal and he hit his head on a goalpost, knocked himself out, kept making a joke in the hospital about the urine receptacle being a nice flute of wine every 30 seconds. Anyway, it turned out he couldn't remember anything about meeting the players <laughs> or the incredible evening we had had. I told him all about it. He thought I was lying. When I, when I insisted I wasn't, he burst into tears, which was, of course, hilarious. <laughs> Thankfully, a few days later, uh, the memories came back. Um, what I find interesting is the players who tend to become legends of the game are generally the nicest people you could meet. <laughs> um, the exception to this rule is when we met, I love the word well, I love met, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in a Cardiff nightclub after the 2005 Cup final and made him storm out with his lip quivering. <laughs> <laughs> what was Cristiano oh, Ronaldo doing in a Cardiff nightclub? I mean, why we would you We were do in that? a Cardiff nightclub, weren't <laughs> yeah, we? I know, but yes, but I get that. <laughs> I don't remember seeing him there. Excellent story. Yeah, okay, I'm going to read you one more and then we'll do spot the commentary and then we better go to bed. Uh, this is from Stuart Shepherd. Hello, I've already sent my story before, but you never used it, so I thought I would be persistent and send it again. I'm coming across as a bit desperate, I know, but I have no shame. I, <laughs> I don't want to annoy you, but so this will be my last email on the matter. Uh, love the podcast, Stuart. 
uh, my Teddy Sheringham story. Uh, a number of years ago, I was driving a smart car around Wanstead. I turned into a small tight road that really only allowed one car down at a time. I started to head down the road and another car started to come up the other end. As per road etiquette, one of the cars normally nips into the first space where no cars are parked. There were no car, sp- car parking spaces available. One of us would have to reverse back up the road. Now, as far as I was concerned, I had driven up two-thirds of the road and it was the other guy's responsibility to reverse back up and let me pass. You see I'm, where the story's I'm, going? Yeah. <laughs> the car was a stunning red sports car and the passenger seat held an amazing-looking blonde woman. I noticed the driver, and it was Teddy Buddy Sheringham. Oh. He, flashed it, he flashed his lights at me, I flashed at him, uh, I swore to myself, and as the pathetic beta male that I am, I put the car in reverse and started to head back up the road. We made eye contact, I shook my head at him, clearly indicating I thought he was in the wrong at this point, he noticed my Arsenal crest hanging from my mirror and gave me a wank sign. <laughs> I almost admire that, to be honest with you. I, know, I knew you, I knew you <laughs> He then said something to the passenger about my tiny smart car <laughs> and left me feeling emasculated and pathetic. Yeah. Uh, this happened a few decades ago now, and I still get angry when I think about this incident and the stupid look on his face. To, to be to be honest, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to get over it, <laughs> and I still hope that one day I will get even with Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> Thank you. Up the Arsenal and up the O's. Oh. Stuart. There we are. I might use Stuart's story there to draw a line under the, uh, the Teddy Sheringham correspondence. Well, we, if something sure. if something positive came in, perhaps, but the, yeah. all the negativity turn a corner, yeah, yeah. because they really are just endless. <laughs> I did like I, I did like, I like the one in the swatch shop at Gatwick Airport. I enjoyed that. The time has come to play. Spot the commentary. You up for a bit? Oh, of spot yes, the commentary? of course. Here we go. I feel I might uh, peak with West Brom earlier. To be honest with you, that was an outstanding <laughs> memory. But I think you might. This could be for you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's try this first one. Much on the periphery of the game so far, which is unlike him. Henri for Bergkamp. They put it together right here. It's Freddie Youngberg. It's Robert Perez. It's 1 0 Arsenal. Henri Bergkamp, Lundberg Perez. There's a number of goals, aren't there, really? <laughs> I don't. But, uh... It, I think it might be Aston Villa, but it doesn't go with the theme because you like a theme. No. So yeah. I would suggest it's against Southampton. <laughs> Good. Is that the 7 0? Good. Detective work. No, uh, this is a very famous event. Oh, this. that was the FA Cup final. The FA Cup final. Yes. Ian Dark referred to it. In um, on the the yeah. game on Sunday on Saturday, Saturday. or whatever it was, yes. And yes, I was uh, and I was just thinking, I don't even remember what the goal was. It was a bit spotty, wasn't it? It was. A sort it was. Of, yeah. Well, it was. A, it was a nice move. Well, you heard um, a nice move leading up to it, and then it just broke to Perez, and he controlled it and steered it in the corner. Yes. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Nice one, Damien. Thank you. Okay, Damien, you're 1-0 up. All right, try this one. 
strikes another ball impressively. He's done uh, well whenever he's been called upon tonight. Oh, a mistake by Telford has left Pires in for the cheekiest goal of the night. Yeah, yeah. Supreme the skill to complete his hat trick. What a fabulous, fabulous finish by Pires. I remember that the pass wasn't that good and the defender sort of messed it up and just laid it on a plate for Pires and he just chipped it. And then he did the um, the little finger wagging, like uh, I think he did that um, finger wagging celebration, possibly. He got a hat but trick. Uh, yeah, we were 5-1 up at half time. He won 6-1 in the end. Jermaine Pennant got a hat trick and Robert Pires got a hat trick. It was a ball from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst that was... Cut uh, out by the Southampton fullback, but he couldn't control it. And Pires just looped it over the keeper. This this came after we'd blown the title a few days before. I was going to say, yeah. It was, it was like the um, we had the 7-0 against Everton recently, didn't we? And that was a post-blowing it, but we play amazing uh, Yeah, I remember Henri in particular was... Absolutely furious about blowing that league, and he took Southampton apart. And that game actually impacted on the cup final because Southampton, having had that defeat a week before, uh, really didn't come out in the cup final. And we ended, it was a pretty boring final. It was yeah, a yeah, dull yeah. game, yeah. Was a, but we won it. So who cares? Okay, this is the, <laughs> this is the last one. This is quite a memorable game for other reasons. Winterberg, still no sign of the final whistle. We're deep into injury time. Winterburn's free kick. Smith! And Arsenal have salvaged the point. 1989? Yes. And we salvaged a point right at the end of the season. Right. This was a game against... Southampton. Yes! Damien, (laughs) 2-1 with a winner. (laughs) Was it away... No, at Highbury. At Highbury. And it felt really awful because we had just drawn. This is one of many moments in the 88-89 season where you could say, without that moment, yeah, we don't win the league. Um, yeah. And uh, the game was against Southampton, who had a young uh, Matthew Letizia just emerging and uh, Rod Wallace and one or two others. Uh, Jimmy Case, who was an appalling human oh. being, as you know. Oh. And they were two up at half-time, the Saints. But the game was memorable not for any of those things. It was memorable for a left hook thrown by Paul Davis that shat, shattered the uh, jaw of Glenn Cockrell, Glenn caused Cockrell. him to get a nine-game ban and miss That's out on probably getting an England cap because he was just breaking into uh, well international recognition uh, alongside yeah. some of his teammates like Rowcastle, Thomas, Marwood, Winterman, Bold. All of them got caps, didn't they? Um, yeah. He never did, uh, and and we ended up coming back to draw two two uh, in that match with a late equaliser from Alan Smith heading in a Winterburn free kick. Yes. Sort of end of March, early April, around that Post- time, yeah, maybe. I tell you the actual. Yeah, dates. I remember um, one of your first comedy gigs. Do you really? When. Yeah, I was at all your early ones, and I was. <laughs> you did jokes. <laughs> you did joke a joke about Near Glenn Cockrell. You did. Did I joke about Glenn Cockrell? <laughs> seeing as the the rest of the audience were all sort of right on drama students, so I was the only one that laughed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Your Glenn Cockrell joke. Should have. You anyone... thought I'm, I'm following him around. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm going to go to all his gigs. Should have started. If there's any obscure Arsenal references. Should have started a podcast then. Yeah. there's no Should internet. Yeah. No. All right, let's knock this on the head. I'll finish off with uh, a spot the lineup. I'll uh, guess the lineup. Can you tell me the team, the Arsenal team for the 2003 Cup final? The 2003 Cup final team. Um, was it Seaman's last game? Seaman's last game, he was in goal. Yeah. And, and, and captain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lee Dixon. No. no. Did he come on? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> He was not involved in any way. <laughs> have to have to hurry you now, lads. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I really <laughs> don't Vieira, know. Vieira, Dennis Bergkamp, uh, yeah, Thierry Pires, Henry, Thierry Robert Pires. No, no Vieira. Um, Gilberto oh, yeah. Silva. Gilberto Silva, Bergkamp, Henry, Pires. Campbell. No Campbell. Martin Keogh. Campbell was banned because he elbowed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer oh, yes. by accident at Highbury and ne- nearly killed him. <laughs> Swung an arm out and nearly killed him. Colo Toure. Colo Toure. Did he play? No. He didn't play. Colo, Colo was on the bench and Colo, if you remember, had never played centre-back. <laughs> and then he just started him at centre-back at the beginning of the Invincible season. And we were, what is this? Colo would come on and play left wing. Uh, he was on the bench. Uh, he didn't come on in that game. The full team was <laughs> Seaman in goal, yeah. Lauren at right back, oh, Martin Ralph. Keown, uh, booked on 30 minutes, <laughs> alongside Keown in place of the suspended Sol Campbell, Oleg Luzhny. <gasps> at centre Oleg Luzhny, the, horse. the crazy horse. Yes. Uh, yes. Left back. Not Nigel. Ashley Cole. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Ashley Cole. Oh, Ashley Cole. And then Perez, Ray Parler, Gilberto Silva, Freddie Jungberg, Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry. Will Tord came off the bench. For Bergkamp, unused substitutes were Carnu, Van Bronckhurst, Toure and Stuart Taylor. Man man of the match, Thierry Henry. Uh, No real noticeable or memorable names in the Southampton team at all, apart from maybe Wayne Bridge. Um, who's just well-known because he married someone really fit. <laughs> As they often do. It's yeah. one of the perks. Yeah. I oh, know, it's not to say that he's not fit himself. I'm, no. just a, I'm a poor judge. Yeah. Uh, gents, it's too late at night, and uh, and the, the puppy is kicking off in a cage, so okay. I'm going to have to uh, go and walk the say puppy. au revoir. Thank you very much. Ta-da. See you. Good night. Cheers. <laughs>